the Winterbottom Stakes now at Ascot tomorrow. It's day three of the Pinnacles uh, Carnival. Uh, you heard uh, here on Sport FM last Saturday with uh, myself and Riley Morgan that we did broadcast, of course, races uh, from Ascot last Saturday as part of Railway Stakes Day. You'll hear... All the races, thanks to Tab Radio Racing and Sport with Darren McCauley calling all the action uh, here on Sport FM tomorrow afternoon as part of WA Premier Cricket and one man that'll play no doubt a pretty crucial role uh, on Winterbottom Stakes Day tomorrow uh, is Chris Parnham and he's got a full book of rides and he's been good enough to join us uh, this morning here on Sports Breakfast. Uh, Good morning Chris, thanks for your time. Yeah, good morning, no problem. Good to chat to you, Chris. Uh, Jack Crawshaw with you. Uh, pleasure to have you on the line this morning. Um, hey, just I, I don't want to. I know you don't want to dwell too much on on last week, but um, take us back to Railway Stakes with Alaston God last week. Obviously, a, a lot of punters uh, thought that that was um, going to be the the one that got over the line last week. I heard you speak on it in an interview during the week that when you called f- uh, for the Alaskan God at a certain stage, it, it just didn't give you that feel or that automatic feel. Um, just just talk us through the run last Saturday, Chris, and. Where did you get to that stage where you asked for a bit more and it, it just didn't come and you and you knew you were in trouble? Yeah, he uh, he jumped out the barriers nice. He he found a reasonable position from his wide barrier. I was I was quite happy in the run, um, but just sort of coming around the home corner, probably about four fifty five hundred metres from home, um, I pulled him to the outside of God has chosen, and he just didn't. Um, didn't respond for me, and I sort of knew I was in a bit of trouble then when he didn't couldn't circle around him as easy as he he has done in previous starts. So um, yeah, that was sort of when I knew he, the race was done. But um, hopefully, bounced out of it well and can be competitive in the next race. Um, do you know what happened post race, Chris? At all? Is there any explanation for it, or is is that just it just wasn't his day? Um, no, all, all reports are that he, he's pulled up fine. Um, I think he just, he just sometimes I just have an off day. So um, mm. clearly it was an off day for him. Um, and hopefully he, he's bounced out of it well and he's got the ability to, to turn it around. How much do you, um, as a, a jockey, dwell on races, uh, Chris, whether it be th- through something like that where the horse just didn't perform on the day or it might have been in reflection, and this wasn't obviously the case on the weekend, but maybe sometimes you, you feel yourself that you could have ridden better. Uh, how long do you dwell on that for, knowing that obviously in half an hour's time you might have another race or an hour's time you might have another race? How quickly do you, do you personally put it behind you or can you dwell on things for a while? Um, when I was a bit younger, I used to probably dwell on things a little bit more. Um, but as you get older, you, you, you do sort of work out that, um, it's done now. Can't, can't change it. Um, whether I rode the horse poorly or if the horse didn't perform where I expected it to, we just got to move on and it is what it is. Yeah, fair enough. Because uh, you've got the next one to to come up the, in half an hour's time. That's that's um, that's the game. Uh, so let's have a look at the the, the field. Obviously, this weekend, winner bottom stakes. So you've got uh, kiss on all four cheeks uh, this weekend. Twenty six dollar chance at the at the moment. Firstly, what do you make of the field, uh, Chris? Obviously, for the first time in a couple of years, we've we've got some interstaters that are that are coming across. Uh, what do you make of the quality and the depth of what we're going to see run around in the winter bottom tomorrow? Yeah, it's quite a strong race. Uh, we've got the Godolphin horses and a few others from over east, plus our our locals like Elite Street and um, Miss Kentucky. So 
Um, it's quite a strong race. So um, my mare's kissing all four. Cheek, she's coming back from Melbourne for the long campaign. So um, it'll be a good training effort if she was able to win. But 1,200 metres could be a little bit short for her. But um, there is a gold rush in two weeks' time of the 1,400. So that should that should work for her. Have you um, you've been on the horse? I think a little bit earlier in the week, Tuesday morning. What what feel did it give you, Chris? Yeah, I actually didn't work her Tuesday. I was going to work her, but oh, Tuesday, um, yeah. you know, changed plans late, so um, I didn't ride her. But I did ride her on Saturday morning at Belmont, and uh, she she worked pretty strong, pretty nice. So that's just her. She always works good. Uh, I did happen to catch her work on on Tuesday. I I watched it in the grandstand and. She looked pretty good, the earmuffs on, so she wasn't out there to break any records, but um, look, looks good all the same. Yep, and what was the, that was the feedback, was it, from, from the, the run on Tuesday, from you watching it and also speaking to whoever rode, was that um, in good order? Yeah, she's in good order. Um, she's looking well, she's feeling well, and... Um, yeah, it's just whether the twelve hundred might be a bit short for her at this level uh, remains to be seen. But hopefully, um, then able to get enough freshness back in her legs, and, and she can be right there on Saturday or tomorrow. Uh, Chris Parnham's with us uh, this morning. Uh, kiss on all four cheeks for him in the winter bottom tomorrow. Uh, Chris, uh, just having a look at your your other rides on the card tomorrow. You've got Featherweight in the in the first uh, last start winner. Um, what do you do you think uh, of tomorrow? Yeah, he he, um, he had a little bit of a setback. So he, he did win a few weeks ago and then uh, was nominated, got scratched. And, and um, so he's got, he's, he's, his form suggests that he's going well enough to win. But um, whether he's got through those hiccups in time for this one, uh, not sure, but hopefully he has. And he's low on the weight, he's drawn well. So if he's right, he'll, be, he'll take a power of beating. Uh, you've got rumour says in the second. Um, obviously, uh, the chances of this Luke Fernie trained to come out of barrier two. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, she's a high class filly. Um, not a lot has gone her way this preparation. She's been sort of held up in in one event, and uh, last start she was slow away, got got back on her leader bias track, and got knocked over at the top of the straight. So. She hasn't had a lot go her way this prep, but she's a filly that's got a lot of upside, and um, I think she'll go extremely well tomorrow. You've got talk it up in race uh, three. Uh, some really good Kalgoorlie form, uh, Chris, with for Peter Fernie. Yeah, um, it's the horse looks to be in in good form. Um, probably his right sort of race, right grade um, in this country race, so. Um, yeah, look, he, he's probably going to have to bring his best foot forward to win, but um, if he does do that, he, he's definitely a chance. Uh, the Velvet Queen in, in race four, so um, goes around the favourite at the moment, $3.60, uh, the Velvet Queen. Um, since We haven't seen this horse since May. Um, what do you like of his chances first up? Yeah, she's a top-class uh, little mare. Uh, she, she's another one that, you know, like she's not a lot has 
happen for her and gone her way at different stages throughout her career. Um, but never doubted her ability. She's got a really nice turn of foot. And her trial the other day, I thought, was a pass mark. And heading into this race, she should she should be very hard to beat. I was looking at the wrong uh, form there, Chris. Apologies. Uh, yeah, placed at uh, Belmont, obviously, in August. Uh, and as you mentioned, the trial in November. So, uh, yeah, uh, the Velvet Queen. Uh, that's race four there at, uh, at Ascot tomorrow as part of Winter Bottom Stakes Day. Um, just looking through the remainder of the card, uh, just just give us a bit of an idea. Obviously, we've spoken about Kiss on all four cheeks out of races five to nine. If you've got a, a one or two that you think uh, might be um, your best chances tomorrow? Um. Yeah, I've got good rides. It's hard to pinpoint one over the other. Um, I could go out there and have a really good day or could uh, go home with the table to my legs again. But um, if, if rumour says Featherweight, the Velvet Queen, if they're all right, they'll be, they'll be really hard to beat. And Stafford's lad's getting up to his right trip now, so... Um, expect him to be hitting the line pretty strong. Well, that was the other one I was just going to ask you about, actually. Well, Stafford's lad in, in, in race number seven in the uh, in the AJ Scahill. Uh, yeah, so as you mentioned, uh, 2,100 um, likes maybe a little bit further than that. Do you think 21 will be okay, or do you think maybe a little bit further ground? Um, he is, he's won at 2,100 quite recently, so the distance is starting to sort of get to his liking. Um he has drawn quite wide, so that would probably mean I'd have to ride him pretty conservatively and pretty quiet. Um, so it, it could be one of those runs where he floods down the outside and runs third or fourth, but uh, if things go his way, he's definitely capable of um, getting over the top of them. Uh, if we're going to narrow one, Chris, uh, just isolate one for us tomorrow that we're going to play of yours. Uh, Just put the pressure on a bit for you. Yes, but I'm going to say rumour says. Rumour says. Fantastic. Chris, good luck tomorrow. Thanks for your time. Much appreciated. No worries. Thank you. Chris Parnham with us. Uh, Kiss on all four cheeks and the winner bottom stakes for him tomorrow. Uh,